Welcome back to a new episode of Real Estate vs. Technology. I'm your host, Norman Kinsey. Hope you're having a fantastic day today. I want to encourage you to like, subscribe to the notification bell, and get out your notepad. And today we have a service provider for the real estate professionals out there that are looking to have and get some additional support and help with their real estate business and be able to leverage their past database for future successes. So let's go ahead and bring our co-host, Mr. Dan Gandian. What's up, Dan? Not much. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well, man. We actually just got some new chairs for our in-person podcast studio. So uh, some exciting, exciting things for our in-person studio. And so stay tuned, viewers, listeners out there for our in-person podcast. And um, shall we kick off, kick off this episode? Let's do it. Let's kick it off. Back here with you in a second. Welcome to a new episode of Real Estate First Technology, your number one resource to get the inside scoop from top performing real estate professionals. How are they growing their business utilizing technology in today's market? Hear also from top performing coaches that can help and serve you and your real estate business and also technology providers. Let's go deeper with these technology providers to ask them how they got where they're at today and how maybe their services could better serve your real estate business. A big shout out to Liftoff Agent for sponsoring our podcast. Go ahead and go to liftoffagent.com to learn about their marketing and positioning services to help scale your real estate business. If you haven't already done so, like the episode, subscribe. We want you to comment on YouTube what you learned from the episode and give us a review if you're going to be listening and streaming this podcast. Thank you so much. We appreciate you and enjoy this week's podcast of Real Estate vs. Technology. Man, Dan, I have to say I'm so excited that we have the new streaming platform, Go StreamYard. You want to start a podcast, check out StreamYard. Shameless plug. They didn't pay us to say that because it's so much clearer here. So shall we bring in our guest? Do it. Let's do it. All right. So we have a venture lover, relationship nurturer. And if you're a real estate professional looking to generate more repeat referral business, then you're going to want to connect with the one and only Amanda. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Of course, of course. So we're super excited to have you on the show. Let's get your Instagram here behind me and uh, let's get into your story. I'm really curious about how I know you're in real estate. You're servicing, servicing this amazing real estate industry. You're with Closers Pro and I would love to just kind of get the story behind where you're at today. So tell us like, you know, what made you get into this business and the story to where you're at today? Yeah, totally. So I came from um, actually a nonprofit background uh, where I was working in inner city Baltimore. And so really that's kind of where I think my heart for people came is just really being in it and in the trenches with people and ended up transitioning out of that into real estate because I had someone I'd met in the nonprofit sector who said, your talents are incredible and you should really look into using them in real estate. Because I, if you know the Mm -hmm. DISC profile, I'm a high D and a high C, which means I'm a fast driver and a go, go, go. And I'm also have the attention to detail and, you know, the compliance brain in order to back that up. And so she said, I really think real estate would be a great lane for you. And so we started that conversation. I ended up joining a team as an executive assistant um, and a transaction coordinator. And so I got to kind of see all of the ins and outs, like from a really ground up basis. He was a solo agent trying to build a team out of Maryland Um, And I learned so much from working alongside of him because he was also very detail oriented. And so we like really slowed down the process and I got really in the weeds and kind of figured out um, a lot of different hats in real estate um, and ended up transitioning out of that to wearing a few different um, roles in real estate. Right. We moved up to a director of operations where I was managing the team and kind of overseeing the hiring and firing and agent accountability and 
Um, then I ended up going into the inside sales agent realm and making the cold calls, right? Yeah. Being the generator on the phone. And I hated it. <laughs> to be completely <laughs> honest, I hated being the person on the phone making those cold calls because I'm a connector, right? I'm a relationship person. I'm a people person. And so I had a really hard time with that. Um, just churning and burning, dialing numbers, you know, we call it dialing for dollars. And I was good at it and didn't love it. Like it just didn't fill oh. my bucket. But what did fill my bucket was anytime I got to talk to our past clients or our sphere of influence, really any of the people on the team that were already bought into our agents or bought into us as a, mm -hmm. as a unit. And that's when I just like, man, it, it, it filled my cup to a passion. I just can't even explain. Um, and then COVID happened and that became the perfect opportunity in my head to, to start a business that really allowed for third party leverage in this way. And so I joined forces with Closer Pros um, and Closer Pros started as a transaction coordination company um, out in Western Washington. And now we've grown to be a real estate support company all over um, all over the U.S. really, you know, focusing on like transaction coordination, boot camp and coaching and young adult, men young adult mentorship. So we've really branched into a few different uh, realms of real estate and kind of helping agents and being that third party support, but started my business right in the heart of COVID. And, you wow. know, I just, I had such a passion for agents having the ability to have leverage inside of nurturing because there's just no one out there doing it. You can hire an ISA who's going to cold call for you and set appointments you can hire an admin who's going to manage your database, but as far as like an administrative side, but there was no one filling that gap for nurture. And when I saw that opportunity, I said, there's, there's nothing more that I think a real estate agent needs in order to work or work less and earn more money. And that was kind of how our client care division was born. Wow. I love that. First off, the passion, the fire, you're bringing it. <laughs> I mean, you can feel the energy through the screen. For viewers and listeners out there, drop a drop a comment or put a heart if you if you agree. Also, links down below. Check out our Instagram and also Closure Pro. That's awesome. I think that you're 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 onto something when you say that there is that gap, right? And filling that gap and and serving and supporting and what have you. And um, I think I saw Dan's eyes light up a little bit over there. And it's so true. And I can imagine if you're on the other end of the phone. I mean, geez, who doesn't want to talk to Amanda? So. <laughs> So, so tell us like, um, you know, so starting in getting your first couple clients, what's been the feedback from individuals working with you and you following up with their clients? Yeah, great question. Uh, I think when I, you know, my high D kicked in when I started my business, right? And so I, I, I didn't really lay a foundation. I just kind of announced it and said, we'll figure it out as we go. And I'm super thankful for that, right? Because it really taught me so much more about the business than if I had just waited to get in it. And yeah. um, early on, I was kind of really doing anything um, that would relate to client touch. And now I've really narrowed it down to really those client care, nurture calls and managing your database and planning your client events. Like if I could boil it into those three lanes, um, you know, that's what I would summarize it as. And the feedback has been really cool because I think at first a lot of agents are like, oh, I can't give you my people. They're my people, right? Like they're not going to want to connect with you. And I think it's really just a great conversation. Like I, I learned early on that if I could do a video message um, and do an email drip campaign that went to everyone with me and the agent saying, hey, here's Amanda. She's going to be calling. Hey, she's not trying to bug you or sell you anything, right? She's not trying to help you buy or sell. She's here to check in to see what you need. And when we started doing that, it changed everything because now these people had you know, say Dan going, okay, this is Amanda. She's okay. I've okayed her to call you and here's how she can help you. I'm still here too. And 
that feedback uh, really is what changed it because now these people grow to expect my call and that limiting belief that agents had initially of, I can't give you my people is gone because I'll tell you this. One of my clients would say it this way. His people would prefer to talk to me than him. I don't know if that's entirely true. <laughs> but he, you know, they're salespeople, right? You real estate agents are salespeople and it's what you're good at is just closing. And some of us are really great at just hanging on the phone and just checking in and loving on your people. And so to me, it's just two separate brains. And I, when I yeah. can get my agents to leverage that mentality, like when I can get them to trust that, Hey, it's not, it's like, it's not a fault of yours that nurturing doesn't come naturally to you, right? You're a salesperson. You're mm -hmm. not supposed to be great in the nurture lane. And some real estate agents can really do both, but I find that most are really great at closing or really great at nurturing. And so filling that gap has been really vital for them. And I have um, clients I've had since the beginning who are like, yeah, you're not going anywhere. So <laughs> I love that. I love that. I want to hand this off to Dan here in a second. Before I do, I just want to say that uh, we actually had, and I'm looking for the episode right now for our viewers and listeners out there. We had um, send white box on the show and I ended up connecting them with Amanda. And it's amazing how we can all build relationships and like how we're doing this right now live on the show and that's that's the goal so anyone who view who's viewing and listening check out that episode we'll put the link down below as uh, we're live right now i'm kind of looking through the, the the repertoire of all of our episodes but definitely check it out and uh i'm gonna hand this over to to dan to get into the mix-up round to go a little deeper with with what you guys are doing over there and and geez i'm loving it so far it's a great great episode yeah i think the I think that the the overall uh, strategy in all of this is uh, is a need. And, and I look at my own real estate business like we have a lot of transactions going on, but like I just move over my past clients to my email monthly email newsletter. And like I was just think, thinking to myself, I was like, hey, like we really need to engineer in Q2, Q3, like our past client <laughs> program, because now it's getting to a point where we have, you know, 40, 50 mm -hmm. past clients. So um why don't you just unpack like what that service, at, like if I called you and I was like, tell me what you're going to do for me. Can you break that down? Totally. Yeah. So um, usually I get a feel for kind of what you're already doing, right? Like what does, what does past client nurture mean to you? And 90% and of the time agents are like, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's I'm not doing anything. I've put them on a monthly newsletter or, you know, they get a, a Christmas card at the end of the year, some variation of that. Um, and then there's some that are like, I, I check in once a year, I try to check in quarterly. Um, and then there's some that have no idea. And so I try to get an understanding of where they're at currently, how many people they have um, first, because that'll tell me what, what our first step is. Because if your database, like if you don't even have a system set up, that's where we need to start. We need to start with creating a CRM system or a spreadsheet if you're really anti-CRM systems <laughs> to where we have all of your people in one place and we know exactly all the information we have, all the information we don't have. Um, so that's really the first step is figuring that piece out. And then once we've figured that out, it's really up to you as to the frequency of um, touches and, and types of touch. But mostly what I recommend is quarterly calls. And I just call them quarterly care calls, right? So I'd say, hey, Dan, uh, for this many people, I'm going to call them quarterly. I'm going to put them on all of their smart drip campaigns I'm going to update your CRM system for you. So I live and breathe inside of your CRM system so that you're not you know, you're not getting a, an exported list of here's the hundred people I talked to this month. 
and now you have to go and do something with it. Um, so I live and breathe and I try to make myself as much of an extension of you and your business as possible. So I don't say, hey, it's Amanda with Closer Pros. Dan's hired me to call you and check in. I, I act as if I'm part of your team. I act as if, um, you know, I'll call myself whatever title you want to call, you want me to call. Um, and then I just love when your people from there update the database. Uh, if you want to leverage client events, then I handle all of that stuff for you. I'll wow. create smart drip campaigns for you. Uh, and then the big thing that I really think uh, sets all of this apart is I really help you with your tagging standard operating procedure for your entire database, not even just your past clients. So that's something I'm super, super passionate about because I think it's it's missed often is how much we can tag and leverage tagging in order to pull lists in order to generate mm. business, right? So I like a simple way is I can go back through all of your sales and tag all of your past clients, not just this past client, but if they were a past client buyer and the year. So if you're looking for sellers in 2023, let's pull the, the buyer list of 2018, you know, 2017, 2016. And that should be your, your lead generation tool. So um, does that answer your question? I, yeah. I think I can wrap it up. And is, is the process like once, once that things are implemented, like I know we're talking about uh, database management, we're talking about uh, past client SOI touch points, what about the zero or the, the closing day to like first 30 days that you're, is there a different process that you integrate in terms of gifting or follow-up or utility hookup or all the different stuff that I think that happens during yeah. that Yeah. Um, so I, I call it a post-closing review campaign, which is what I do. It's a six-week campaign. Um, and inside of that, we work with different gifting companies locally. That's where Whitebox, um, Send Whitebox has really been super Ooh. helpful because we've partnered with them. They're yeah. phenomenal. Honestly, if you're looking for a gifting service, shameless plug for them, they're phenomenal. Um, and they really take a lot of the guesswork out of it, which is great. Um, but we we follow up with those people. So basically, once they become a past client, like day of closing, we take that on um, and we'll update them in the database. I start calling them immediately, trying to get reviews and referrals because that's the, right, that's the moment they are feeling all warm and fuzzy towards you. That's the moment they love you the most. And so right away, we go on a call, email, call, email campaign for six weeks, just checking in, seeing if they need anything. You know, so week one, we're calling just to say, hey, how'd the move go? Is there anything you need? Is there anything about the house that you notice that maybe I need to follow up with Dan on? Um, and that's been really great because then those people tell us, oh, my gosh, we actually had this window broke day two. Like, is this our, you know, is this up to us to fix or is it because of the seller? And then that way, it's a great touch for kind of pushing the agent back into the relationship post-closing. And I call it care beyond the commission check, right? It really shows them that you care and you're you're not just in it for the money, but you're in it for the people and, and what wealth and home ownership can do for them. Love wow. that. Love that. Uh, last question for me is like, how do people get started? Like what what's that intake process? Like, is there different packages? Like how do you break that down in terms of pricing? Totally. So my pricing is mostly dependent on your client um, contact count, right? Because that's going to dictate the amount of time it's going to take me monthly. Um, so I have my standardized package, which is basically just the database management, the smart drips, um, and then the calls. And all of those are priced based on your contact count. And I have package deals um, accordingly. And then there's add-on options, right? So if you want a client event party, we add that on and add factor that into your monthly price. Um, and that's kind of the cool thing is, right, it's on a monthly basis. So you're paying me as if you're paying um, a W-2 employee less the W-2. So you can budget it. You know what 
you're you're getting out of that, but you don't have to pay all of what, you know, like let's say you hired someone in house, you might be paying them four grand a month or depending on your area, you know, I think three to six is probably pretty standard in that role. Um, and that's, you know, our packages are much cheaper for, than that because we're very succinct and streamlined and we're going to generate business in the long term. Uh, so as far as getting started, uh, really, it's just a phone call with me. I, I send you a little uh, jot form where you fill out some information about your business and kind of where you're at, your current sales, your current past client nurture um, strategy. And then from there, we hop on a call and really figure out what's important to you and your business and then design a package from there. Um, and then if you're database isn't set up, we take that first quarter of getting into business together to set up your database. I'll call through and update all of your clients' information uh, just to make sure we have the most up-to-date contact. I'll get their birthdays, all of that. Um, and then once all that setup work is done and they have a call, um, they've already had one intro call, then we just start doing our quarterly process and it's it's relatively plug and play from there. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a, you know, as you scale a real estate business, the most important thing is making sure you're taking care of the people so that you get more business from it, lowers your overall lead cost. You know, we did it, we, me and, me and Ed and then me and Ed's coach Rima, or was it? Yeah. Well, didn't we just do another, we just did another yeah. uh, web webinar seminar mm -hmm. about past client turning leads into referrals. And this like, if we would have had this conversation prior to that seminar, I, I think I would have included you as a third person in that exact dialogue. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Like, cause th this is the piece of the puzzle that was missing yeah. from that seminar. So uh, we're going to have to talk off air. So back <laughs> I love back. no, I absolutely love that. And uh, thanks for taking on that mix up round just to kind of unpack it. I mean, it sounds like anyone who's listening or viewing right now, it's a through Z that mix up round is exactly what you need to know if you're going to go ahead and reach out to Amanda and I highly recommend mm -hmm. and think that you should. And it's actually called the white box. We were saying send white box. And oh, so gosh, I'm saying their Instagram handle. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Episode 141. It's scrolling at the bottom of the screen there. So you can go ahead and check out that episode when you want to check it out. And a couple last questions before we close out today's episode and then open the floor to you, Amanda. Um, let's talk like what would be, so someone's, you know, hiring you. And you work with them for now six to 12 months. You know, we sure. could talk ROI. We could talk, you know, amazing story. Like, let's talk case studies here. So anyone who's maybe now like going to your Instagram, checking you out, want to potentially maybe hire your services, case studies. So what's some success stories that you've had over the last past couple of years working with some clients? Yeah. Um, my favorite case story, I think it comes from one of my favorite clients, um, they do an incredible business out here in Washington, and I'm not just focused in Washington either, but they are, they were one of my first clients that, you know, really took a chance on me uh, when I started my business and they are phenomenal at nurture just naturally. Like they really stayed in touch with their people. They just got to a place where their business was too much for them to um, do that and actually selling homes currently. <laughs> and so they're like, we need to bring in some leverage here. And so they did that, but because they had done such a good job at that, three months into me taking over calls for them, we had already had two come list me because they had wow. already done the work. And so I tell people it really, it, that consistency factor and just showing up, even though it's me, um, really will have come list me. I'm not an appointment setter. I do the best I can in those moments to say, that's so awesome. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell Dan that you're thinking of listing your home and I'm going to have Dan give you a call. So almost like an ISA in the sense that I'm, I'm basically handing you a warm lead. Um, 
but in those moments, those clients were already nurtured. And so that's what I, I tell people is my best case study is in the sense of if we can start doing this for 12 to 18 months, give me 12 to 18 months, commit to it, because that's when you see the ROI of client nurture. You're not going to see it in 90 days like you do cold calling, right? Because those are people mm -hmm. that are currently raising their hand. And our goal is to come in and just stay in touch with your people that have already closed so that when those people raise their hand, we have an easy handoff. Um, and so really, I'm seeing that um, I'm three years into the business this year, and we're really yeah. starting to see that that ROI start to pay off with the people who've stayed for those 12 and 18 months, like the people on their, like they've grown to expect my call now. So they answer and they're like, hey, Amanda, we're all good. Yeah, things with the house are great. Um, tell tell Dan hi and uh, tell him we're thinking of listing next year. And so then it's great because now Dan has a call list. Dan knows exactly when to call these people, exactly when to follow up. There, it, it just kind of takes the guesswork out of it now. And so um, they're kind of my biggest, my biggest success story with them. And then I have another um, client friend down in uh, Georgia and he, he literally talks all the time about how his people uh, are just like, yep, Amanda's checking in and it's great. And, and that really makes it easy for him because he can, he can trust that that list is being touched and he doesn't have to keep checking in and with those people, like he can go and generate new business. And that's really allowed him to, to increase his business at a high level. So. Wow. Quick question. If yeah. you have like a team, right. And there's mm -hmm. team members, are you doing that for the entire team and all the team members? Is yeah. That it, I really take on whatever list, um, cool. you guys want. So I have some teams that have multiple agents in it and I just leverage the team. Like, Hey, it's Amanda with the liftoff team, you know, what, whatever the case is there. Um, or if it's the solo agent, I've had some teams that only want the rainmakers um, past client touch yeah. because yeah. they want their agents to stay in touch. So there's really a lot of ways we can do it and set it up. Um, but I'm a big fan of all because why not? Right. There's a huge opportunity there. I love that. That's awesome, man. This has been great. And I have to say like, kudos to you, Amanda, you, you just, you're so well-spoken the way that you articulate, you can tell that you're a pro. Speaking of closers, pro. <laughs> um, and and so the last question I have before we open up the floor is: I believe people like to connect, right? People like to do business with someone they know, like, and trust. And it says here that you uh, adventure lover. So for the viewers and listeners out there that don't know you, like, you know, what do you like to do for fun? Let's give them a little bit of uh, you know personal behind the scenes of, of Amanda traveling, fun. Totally. I, I would say anything adventure, like that's, that's, I tell myself I'm an adventure junkie. And so that's kind of all inclusive to me, right? I love to hike. I love to see new places. So to me, like my birthday was on Sunday and the Happy best, birthday. thank you. Thank you. The best gift that I was given is my hiking friend. Um, just adore her. She took me on an all day surprise adventure. Aww. We hopped very early in the morning and she took me, um, over to the San Juan Islands in Washington. And I yeah. had no idea what we were doing the whole day. And it was just super cool to get to explore a new area, get to go hiking. Um, and that's the kind of stuff I live for. That's where my my soul really resets. And uh, I love to travel. I've always said I love experiencing new cultures. And even inside the US, I'm from the East Coast. I live in the West Coast now. And it, I've always had just such an, a deep appreciation for culture and how people are in different areas. And I think we can learn so much from that. And so that's yes. really what fills my cup outside of just being an aunt to my, my niece. I think it's, uh, if you follow me on social media, it will be no shock that my niece is, is a, a huge part of my heart. And so I think that's, uh, if anyone was like, man, I could deduce Amanda down to three words, it would probably be hiking, true crime and being an aunt. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's my, I'm like a detective and you know, that's my night job. I love it. We're <laughs> I'm in Oregon, so. Oh, heck yeah. PNW, I love it. Not yeah. too far away from each other. I love it. All right. Well, we're at the point of the show now. We want to go ahead and leave the floor open to you. So viewers and listeners are listening right now. Um, obviously, they're getting tons of value here. And, you know, maybe they want to reach out, hire you, or maybe maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, either way, what, what advice would you give to our viewers and listeners when it comes to their past prospects and clients and CRM and, and staying up to par with that, like from your, from your experience, what would you leave our viewers and listeners as we close out? Totally. Um, oh gosh, so many things. I think the, the biggest thing I would say is have a plan. I think that's the most important thing. And I know that sounds super simple. And the number of times that agents have a plan or don't have a plan for starters or have a plan and don't leverage the plan, um, I think is really hurting them in this in a big way. Cause you know, you never know how, like in your head, you might think you called them six months ago, but if you don't know when you called them, that time is just going to escape you. And so have a plan. Um, and then I would tell you not to be afraid of leveraging it, whether that's to mm. me hiring it in house or just making sure that you do the do don't let your people go. Mm. People have already proven that they know, like, and trust you. Right. So yes. go give that care beyond the commission check. That's, I am so passionate about that because I think um, I'll tell it in a story form. How's that? I, you know, we talk about real estate being, you know, buyers will become sellers in three to five years. I think that's really kind of pivoting more to four to seven right now. Um, and I'm sure real estate agents, you know, they do a phenomenal job throughout, or at least we hope they do, right? We hope they deliver that five-star experience. And in that, um, you know, they think, oh gosh, well, I did such a great job for Norman. Of course, he's going to remember me when he wants to sell. They're like, no brainer, right? I showed up, I got him 20,000 off lists, you know, whatever the story is. Well, if you're not staying in touch with them, they have no idea who you are. So I bought my car five years ago. I'm coming up on five and a half years when I bought my car. I know I bought it in Maryland and that's about all I can tell you. I can tell you it was Maryland and that's it. Couldn't tell you if it was a man, couldn't tell you if it was a woman. I think she did a good job. I mean, I ended up buying the car. I just said she, so maybe it's her. I don't know. Um, but I have no recollection. And I've never heard from them again. So wow. much like a buyer in this scenario, if you don't follow up with your people, we're in an information overload era, right? And so we we love that instant. We're not going to want to have to go, oh, who was our agent? Let me go dig in my email, see mm -hmm. if I can find our purchase and sale. We live in a world where we get it right here, ASAP all the time. And so that's really, I call it, it's like that billboard mentality, right? When you're driving yeah. down the road, you're getting fed, like eat here, eat here, eat here. And you have to be the one that's like, I'm putting up the most billboards along this road so that you have no choice, but to eat at my restaurant. Um, and that's what I think is so important. So have a plan. Don't be afraid to leverage it. Um, and then really show up for your people. Sh like care. Like, and, and when I say show up, I mean, I, I often tell agents start calling your people and they call and say, Hey, who do you want? Who do you know that wants to buy, sell, or invest, right? That's the most common script we hear. Who do you, who do you know? And I'm like, that's not care. <laughs> that's focusing on you. Focus on them. Figure out what they need. Figure out what makes, you know, what's motivating them. What's their pain point right now? And then solve it. And when you can do those things for them, you're, they're going to be a client for life, right? So when I call in and say, hey, yep. I, I just wanted, you know, it's summertime. I wanted to see if you guys had any honey-do lists or honey projects around the house that you guys need to take care of? Did your wife give you a list for the summer? If so, we've got a vetted contractors list of plumbers, electricians, everything. Who do you know? We just solved their problem. Who do you think they're going to call? They're going to call you. Yeah. 
Wow. I, I have to say the one thing that I took away from it is be okay to delegate. I know there's a lot of individuals in the real estate sector that have a hard time delegating or letting things go because no one can do it better than them and so on and so yeah. forth. And I think that it's so important. So important. So Amanda, you're a rock star. This is going to be one of the history books. Thanks so much for joining us for today's podcast. Of course. Hey, I'll say one last nugget because this is the statistic that founded my entire business. 90% yeah. of your past clients will say they'll use you again, but only 12% of them do. Well, wow. And so if you take that, that means 12 people out of 100 are going to are gonna use you again. So that means you have 88 people. That's what I call the area of opportunity, right? You have 88% of your past clients are your area of opportunity. So whether it's you, whether it's me, whether it's someone, leveraging them makes the most sense. So yeah. Don't be a statistic. Dan, yes. as always, thanks for co-hosting. Yeah, this has been great. I'll reach out to you uh, off air. Talk Looking about forward this. to it. Yeah. And to our viewers and listeners, we hope you found this episode insightful and helpful for your business. Check out Amanda. Links are down below. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell as that is our intention for you to take things for our episode to have more success in your real estate business. And we will see you on the next one.